Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Bookworms. I'm Alex, one of your hosts. And I'm Catherine, your other host. And today we're here to film um, an episode on Turtles All the Way Down. I know originally we were supposed to do the hard thing about hard things, but we have a very special guest that we want featured on that podcast, and unfortunately they were not available until next week, so that episode will be released um, the following week. And we're very, very excited for that, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. I also had to read the book. (laughs) We're not there yet. Yes, we're getting there. Um, So yeah, this week we're doing Turtles All the Way Down by John Green, and Catherine's going to give you the synopsis from Goodreads. All right, so it has a 4.05 out of 5 star rating on Goodreads, and here's what they have to say. 16-year-old Aza never intended to pursue the mystery of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake, and her best and most fearless friend, Daisy, is eager to investigate. So together they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separates them from Russell Pickett's son, Davis. Aza is trying. She's trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living with the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. So, in his long-awaited return, John Green, the acclaimed award-winning author of Looking for Alaska and the Fault in Our Stars, shares Aza's story with shattering, unflinching clarity in this brilliant novel of love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. Okay, I don't really agree with that summary of the book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's definitely kind of a mystery novel, but I think the focus on it is more with respect to anxiety and kind of dealing with mental illness on a day-to-day basis and how that can really shatter your life Mm -hmm. and how you can kind of live and deal and cope with that mental illness. Yeah. Like, that's just the the thing they just described, and this isn't really what I found the story to be about. Like, I feel like it was an underlying theme was, like, her friendships and the mystery, but like you said, the main focus was definitely on the portrayal of the anxiety and how that reflected within everything. I think it's kind of how you choose to look at it. If you're looking at it from a mental health perspective, everything is definitely there. And I think that, I mean, it's definitely prevalent. And what I really like that John Green did personally was that he showed it in such a normal light with a lot of the things that um, Aza has going on. So she has really bad habits, like one scab that she has on her finger. She always has to check it because she's worried that it's going to be really infected if she doesn't check it. And then she keeps breaking the... um, the not the seal but the healed over part just to make sure that it's bleeding and no pus is there and something that for those who don't suffer from anxiety such as myself and Catherine I think yeah Yeah, I don't I don't have anxiety (laughs) um I think it's kind of hard to imagine what the day-to-day struggles and what's going through the mind of someone with anxiety and I know personally so many of my friends that do suffer with from this And um, I think that book really gave me a good perspective on what they go through on a day-to-day basis and what a panic attack looks like and how it's almost impossible to control some thoughts that are going through your mind. Like, there was this one scene um, where she, where Aza gets checked into a hospital and essentially she feels as if she she basically has almost a phobia of bacteria. I don't really know how else to describe it. Um, and really, in the book, she's in the hospital in one scene, and she's worried that her insides aren't clean and they're dirty because she had to... 
She had to basically consume something that she wouldn't have normally consumed at the hospital. And um, so they made her, it made her feel very ill on the inside. So she ate hand sanitizer. And if you read the book, it's very, it made me so uncomfortable reading yeah, that chapter. I was like, I just thought for me was the point where I was like, holy crap. Like this yeah. book is insane. Yeah. Like I've been like, I was reading, I was reading. I'm like, yeah, this is okay. Like, mm-hmm. Like, not really, like, what I usually get from John Green. Yeah, And then all of a sudden, I got to that part of the book, and I just, like, it made me feel things. Like, I wanted to say, too, like, I totally was that person who, like, fell into the whole thing. Like, like I feel anxious, like, all yeah. the time. Like, what is anxiety? Like, what's the difference between, like, feeling, feeling anxious. anxious? and But, like, this made me realize, like, oh, my God, there's a huge difference between, like, what I feel which is just anxious versus, mm-hmm. like, what someone with anxiety truly, truly goes through. Mm-hmm. And I could not believe, like, how stunning of a job he did mm-hmm. painting that picture for yeah. me. He is such an amazing author. It's insane. He, I, I feel things inside yeah. right now thinking about it. Yeah, like, it I was, had chills. Like, I was reading that scene, and I was getting so – because I knew where it was going, and I was just – I was – Getting so uncomfortable from the whole thing. And obviously that's his job as an author is to make you uncomfortable and make mm-hmm. you think. And I really love that I was given that opportunity yeah. to really... I also just love, like, with a lot of books, it's like, you know, problem, solution, move on. Like, he did a really good job of showing that, like, the path to wellness, like, isn't one that's linear. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could see, like, yeah. she was doing so much better and then, like, not as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, the back and forth of that. Yeah. I really, really, really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that her friendship also played a big part in that, where she was going through emotions with herself and then her friend, who she felt wasn't really being there for her. But then she also realized that her mental illness was part of that reason, and she was... I think it was just a whole, like, learning stage, and I think it was really good because it's something that I think we've all been through where we think that our friends are being shitty, but really it's us. <laughs> That are being um, the reason for that shittiness. And I also just, like, love that he didn't always portray her as a hero. Yeah, Like, he definitely. showed that, like, there were things that, as I was doing that, like, weren't right. Like, and she it, had flaws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really, like, it just felt so real to yeah. me. John Green, in general, is a very real author. Like, one thing I said, I'm going to spoil it, the ending is really not happy. Um, and I love that John Green, in general, he never has happy endings. If you've read Looking for Alaska, you know, the the... The love interest of that book, Alaska, she dies. If you it's read, spoiler alert. Okay, that book's been out for. I cried at the Fault in Our Stars. For Fault like in Our Stars, weeks. like the love, the love interest also dies in that one. Not spoiler the one you think, alert. though. <laughs> These books have just movies. I don't know. Paper Towns also not a happy book. I didn't like that one though. I didn't love it either. But again, just a very real author, and he doesn't make he doesn't romanticize these things. Like he doesn't romanticize anxiety he makes it very real and that's something I also like because sometimes in books there's a hard there's a difficulty Mm -hmm. well yeah I recently read another I can't even remember the name it like didn't stick with me that well and like the character had a mental illness and by the end of the book it was kind of like all tied up with like a neat little bow like oh she's better because she had this epiphany like Mm -hmm. okay healed like and like that's obviously not an accurate portrayal Mm -hmm. of life at all yeah, and I think just not even life, but just I think especially with mental illnesses, you don't want to sugarcoat it and you don't want to romanticize it. Like I know, personally, I don't agree with this, but a lot of people have saying that the um, Thirteen Reasons Why 
has romanticized depression and mental illness a lot. I personally don't agree with that, but I can see why people Maybe think the TV that. show. Yeah. But I, not the book. I don't even know if I agree with the TV show. I think I think that they're it's real. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. anyway, I think that John Green does a really good job of not even blurring that line at all. And that's something that I really respect from him as an author. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I, if there's anything I didn't like about the book, just to kind of flip the other side, I think that I didn't. I was bored in the beginning. It was yeah. It, it, I, it I, starts off so slow, mm-hmm. like so slow, and like, for like half the book. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It wasn't until that like scene in the hospital where things really pivoted for me. Um, like, up until that point, I was like, I literally hate this book. Like, mm-hmm. it was so slow moving. It was, like, so repetitive. But I kind of think that he did that on purpose, like, just mm-hmm. to show life. Yeah, like, life is good, life is good, life is good. And, and then, then like, holy shit. Yeah. Pardon my French. This is an explicit <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, I, I kind of wish it was longer. Or there was, like, a sequel. I just wish it ended happy, which I know you like, that, like, it's very realistic. But, like, yeah. I wish there was, like, you know, there's a bit of a love story. And, mm-hmm. like, I'd love me some romance. I think it didn't, like, end the way I wanted it to end. Like, yeah. Come on. Give That's, her some love. I think it just should have been longer. Like, I think he could have developed the relationship a bit further. Mm-hmm. He could have. Like, I think it was good that the, I'm going to spoil the ending here. The father turned up dead. Um, I like that he wasn't alive. I, I honestly did, because if you read the book, it just made sense that he was dead, yeah. to be honest. He shouldn't have been, you know, off in the Bermudas somewhere. Like, it really made sense. But I wish that the relationship um, of the two individuals, Azza and the guy, I forget his name. Um, I don't remember his name either. Davis. Dave, Davis, yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, I wish that they had let that develop a little bit more. I know it's a high school crush. I wish they had, like, characters develop more in general yeah. because, like, he really developed Aza, and mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I can, like, see her life. Mm-hmm. Like, but the peripheral characters, like, really, really, like, weren't developed, I feel like, until the second half of the book. I think that was also because we're trying to see it from Aza's perspective, and Aza realized she didn't really know her best friend. Mm-hmm. She didn't really know Davis. Yeah. You know what I Like, that's, I don't know. You're I don't so know. woke. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I was seeing it, but I wish that, honestly, I, if he wrote a sequel to this book, I wouldn't be mad about it, because mm-hmm. I think that there was still a lot that could be explored. We should send this to him. I feel like he would listen to it. John Green is cool. Shout out if you're listening. I don't think he has that much time. I'm going to send it to him. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I think that was one thing where I would have loved to see more. So, John Green, if you are listening, please write a sequel. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, overall, like, I liked this one better than the first book we reviewed. Yeah, because you give. Yeah, yeah, this just opened my eyes to something that was so foreign and that I like probably passed a little bit of judgment about when <laughs> I would hear about it from like other people. And, yeah, and then I read this book and I was like, my judgment is just way off. And yeah. like, it's like one of those conversations that you don't always want to bring up with someone who's struggling because you don't want to make them uncomfortable. So I think that this just was very eye-opening for friends of people who are going through some things or even acquaintances or coworkers. It just kind of helps you. Or even parents. I yeah. think, you know, the parental perspective too. 
I felt really bad for Az's mom. Mm-hmm. Was she a single mom? Yeah, she yeah, was. Her father died. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I think that even just seeing her perspective and seeing how hard it is for her, it really just changed my perspective for sure. I definitely knew anxiety was real, but I never I don't think it's easy to even understand what the what a panic attack is. Like I don't think anybody can Yeah relate to that without having experienced one and I think the book honestly did a really 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 amazing job of showing what a panic attack looks like and what goes through a person's mind and how they deal with that and obviously Mm -hmm. that is just one fake individual (laughs) but yeah but it was still I feel like John Green he really does his research Mm -hmm. when he's writing and I really really appreciate that in an author and I think that if anyone has not read the book and is wondering, you know, for just a little bit more information on anxiety, mental health, and, like, mm-hmm. how it affects relationships, to definitely, definitely check this out. It was an easy read, which I loved as well. Yeah, I think I read it in, like, two days. I read it in a night. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, so quick. Catherine's also a speed reader, yeah. so take my reading length <laughs> more than hers. <laughs> Still can't get through that book for next week, though. You'll finish. <laughs> I'm suffering. Um, We've been busy. Scott's going to listen to this. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of all we have to say about the book. If you have any comments, please email us. Yeah, book- we haven't gotten any emails, so. My parents were pretty much the only one who gave me feedback on this. So email us, bookwormspod at gmail.com. Um... Stay tuned for Sunday or Monday for a very special guest. Yeah. On our podcast. Maybe a couple of special guests, depending on. I think we're going to go for more of an interview style next week. So switching things up a little bit. Yeah, we're trying to work out the format. If you have any comments on the format, would also love to hear that. Just rate, review, comment, subscribe. Unless your review is bad, then don't review. Just email us and tell us what you think. And we'll make it better, and then you can give us a good review. Exactly. Okay, so we'll see you guys Next Thanks for week. listening.